fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Oh boy, trouble in paradise apparently as now we see the nation coming out with booster shots for COVID-19. The unvaccinated apparently living that lie across the nation as they say, according to CNBC, falsely saying that the booster shots are a failure of a fight against COVID-19. Here's the best part. 33% of those that say they're already vaccinated as well already even say that the booster isn't working against COVID-19. Oh, mon Dieu. The battle continues while we continue to try and force everybody to do it or lose your job. Hey, welcome into the show. Great to have you today for the ride. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas. We are all over multiple radio stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you. Your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day. Big show lined up for you today. Ryan Kelly, he is a Republican candidate for governor in the state of Michigan. He'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour as he talks about the, uh, this is not my words, this is his words, the quote-unquote Nazi approach to health care. <laughs> yeah, so we'll talk with him at the bottom of the hour about the mandated vaccines. Will that change? We have a call from Congress, a call from uh, executive administration, administrative agencies. Is that how you want to put it? Different federal workers that are just saying, no, we're not going to do it. We have one of the biggest walkouts in hospitals across the nation. We have the biggest mass terminations of healthcare workers across the nation, all due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So uh, what the heck's going on with healthcare? We'll get to that here in just a little bit. But first off, you can find us, Hoosier Media Network at uh, gmail.com. If you want to email us, HoosierReason.com is the website. Also on the social media with the handle at Hoosier Reason. That's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason. You can find that all over Facebook, YouTube, which apparently, I got to check and see, apparently we were back on YouTube live streaming yesterday. I know. Now, we we were banned until like December, but apparently I got a message from one of the listeners saying that we were back on YouTube yesterday, so I haven't been plugging it. You can go and check it out, and you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and see if we are back on there. That's kind of interesting. Maybe they realize that the error of their ways in trying to say that I was giving out quote unquote medical misinformation. <laughs> and if we if they did reverse that, then it's probably going to be reversed again by today after talking about some of that stuff. So uh, but you can find us Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, twitch.tv, also on the Instagram, the TikTok, and ourfreedombook.com, all of them with the handle at Hoosier Reason and the website at HoosierReason.com. I don't want to waste any time. I want to get right to our first guest of the day as we do have a loaded slate for the day. We got uh, so on Friday. There were not quite all the reports coming out while we were on the air on Friday about the audit out of Arizona, out of Maricopa County, and out of the elections with the recount, the internal audit to figure out what the heck's going on. Was there any type of voter fraud? Now, the media had run, I, I had done a search because I had not had a chance to watch any of the press conferences and the uh, information being released in real time on Friday. So I was reading some of the headlines, all of it. 
all of it. But one after the other after the other, all of them attacking the right wing conspiracy theorists, attacking the Trumpers, attacking this person, that person, saying that the uh, even the uh, digital individuals were tied to the Trump campaign and how it was all a bunch of shenanigans. And they had called the election saying that even after the recount, Biden even won more election ballots by 316 or whatever it was. So uh, they had called it. It's done. It's over. Nothing to see here. These aren't the droids you're looking for. So the question is, is that legitimate? Is it true? Or is there something else going on that we're just not aware of as that audit continues to go on down in Arizona? Super excited to head back on the program to talk about some of this. Is obviously like real journalism isn't dead, and this is proof in case with that, as we have her on the t- on the call many times with us here on the program. She is from the University of Washington's iSchool in Seattle. She's also working with The New American. You can find them, thenewamerican.com as well. Annalisa Peshik back on the phone with you. Annalisa, how are you, my friend? I'm good, Andy. So good to be with you. Yeah, Thanks it's, for having me. Oh, it's always great to have you on the program. I love it because you actually do what journalists are supposed to do, which is investigative journalism and trying to figure out the real information and then just giving it out there. So with what's going on in Arizona, with Maricopa County, is it done? Is it over? And should we believe the MSNBC and the CNN and the every other mainstream media source where they say, you know what, it's over, it's done. Uh, we need to laugh at Trump supporters because Biden even won by a war- larger margin and a wider margin than what we had anticipated first off. Well, I hope what you said just a few minutes ago about people waking up to the big COVID lie is going to happen with the big election lie. Um, Election integrity is one of the most important issues that we are facing right now, and this audit is just the beginning of what we're going to see coming out of many states to come in the next, I would say, several months. I would say Georgia is going to be next, and then hopefully Pennsylvania. But starting with Arizona, for listeners who are not familiar, this audit began five months ago, back in April. Um, It has involved thousands of volunteers. It has involved thousands of hours of examining these ballots and doing a full recount of the 2.1 million ballots cast in Maricopa County, which is, I think, the fourth populous county in the nation, so a huge number of ballots. Um, So it just wraps up on Friday, and now we're hearing that, okay, this is where the mainstream media has gone you know, wild with their their next lie that the, the the recount actually showed that Biden had more counts or more ballots than than Trump. Well, what they are neglecting to tell the public is that yes, the recount numbers aligned. So that means that Maricopa County did one audit; those ballot counts aligned with the auditor's recount. Okay. However, up to fifty thousand votes are impacted, meaning they are compromised, meaning they are corrupted, either because they they are, I can give you the list of the breakdown if you'd like me to, um, 23,344 mail-in ballots voted from prior address, 10,342 ballots were from potential voters that voted in multiple counties, 9,041 ballots were returned by voter then received. 3,432 ballots, um, those official results do not match who voted. And 2,592 ballots were uh, duplicates, uh, more duplicates than original ballots. So, and that's just a small sample of what the audit found. 
if you go to my article, I included the the findings and the PDFs of um, the reports. And if you scroll down, you'll see on the summer of finding page, it just the list goes on and on. And I tallied up until about fifty, sixty thousand votes that are subjected to compromise, being compromised, meaning they need to be investigated. So it's utterly ridiculous that the mainstream media is telling us there's nothing to look at here. And it's, they're leaving out all this information, and people are hearing that this was, a, you know, what you just said was a sham, and that actually Biden, Biden won by more votes. But it's utterly ridiculous. It's just not true. Sure. So, so just, just so I understand, so, so as we go along here, so the number... Of when we did the vote count to redo the vote count, that's what they're saying is, oh, it's done. Look at that. The numbers match. Everything's good. End of story. But then the discrepancy of the potential 50,000 votes on top of what is part of that is what we need to question on the uh, legitimacy, if I can speak today, of those numbers. But the numbers actually added up, which is why they're trying to say case closed. Don't worry about it. End of story. Exactly. And you wonder if these so-called journalists even looked at the report and read through the findings, because that is one sentence in the report that these numbers matched or were closely aligned, I think, within 200 votes. And it was in the second paragraph of the executive summary. There's an entire 96-page report to look through. Um, and this is just the beginning. We haven't even looked at the routers. So something else that people should know is that Maricopa County refused to hand over certain items that the Arizona Senate requested, including routers and passwords to the voting machines um, and other communication logs. Well, now they've settled. The county has settled with the Senate because the attorney general threatened to withhold funds from the county. So they have settled with the Senate and said they will hand over these items. But those items have not been handed over or were not handed over in time for the auditors to examine them. So, I, like I said earlier, this is really the start wow. of something that could be much bigger. And it, a lot of this is in the hands of the Attorney General, Mark Bronovich, in Arizona. He has the power to investigate these discrepancies and these issues, and he can prosecute so if sure. he finds that individuals have broken the law, which based on the findings of the audit they indeed have, he can prosecute those individuals and send them to, there could be jail time involved, who knows. Um, now, is he trustworthy? But, is the AG down there trustworthy in order to do the right thing, or is it going to be swept under the rug? He seems like he's been front and center of this fight since the beginning, He's come out, you know, he came out against Mer uh, Merrick Garland back in July when Merrick Garland threatened to, you know, cl not close down the audit exactly, but he definitely suggested that how they were handling this audit was mismanaged and was using misinformation. And then the Department of uh, Justice published guidelines for post-election audits. I don't know if you remember this, but this was back in July. And this was the Biden administration's interpretation of how we should conduct post-election audits in this country. Well, Bronovich came back at him and said, you know, keep your hands off Arizona. You have no jurisdiction. You have no authority in my jurisdiction. And we're going to proceed as, as we see uh, fit. And, and they have. Um, I don't know where the federal government has come in uh, to disrupt the audit. I, I don't really think that they've done anything to do that, but um, 
but certainly there's been a lot of efforts from the Secretary of State in Arizona, Katie Hobbs, who has written scathing op-eds about this audit. Um, all the people I've talked to who are, are involved, and that includes volunteers and certain lawmakers like Mark Fincham, who is the rep- House Representative in Arizona, this h- process has been highly secure, and uh, every person who participated was vetted. Um, they had to go through all sorts of security screenings. It was a very highly secure and, and organized process. Sure. Um, it's wild. So, but, but you find that out if you look into it, right? Yeah, Which exactly. None of these journalists are doing. No, exactly. I mean, the headlines are not are not talking about any of this at all. They're saying, "Oh, you know what? The election showed all oh, Biden even won by additional three hundred votes. Everything's great." Ha! Let's let's point and laugh at these crazy conspiracy theorists on the other side. The big question, and we'll probably have to carry this over to the next segment as uh, we got to take a break here. But the cyber ninjas, from what I had heard, as they're doing kind of the electronic digital audits on these voting machines, that they still don't have all the information that they need to. They haven't been given the rights to be able to get into certain things. They still Still don't know whether these voting machines were actually hooked up to the internet or not. So when we come, can you stick over one more segment with us? Sure. Awesome. I want I want to talk about some of that and see what are they missing and what could be looking forward to as we move forward with this audit. Because again, obviously there's there's a lot of discrepancies here. Sure, the numbers average out and and accounted for quote unquote. But what's going on internally is as you said, this is just getting started. And if we're just getting started, what the heck could be coming out here relatively soon? And what other states? Could be looking into this as well. And will all the dominoes fall at the same time? What a mess. What a mess. It's a voice reason, a post-Monday celebration. We have a lot to get to here. We're talking with Annalisa Peshik. You can find all of her information on this investigative research and journalism, the way things are supposed to be done on the website at thenewamerican.com, and find her article on this. We'll continue this conversation when we come back here on a Tuesday on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information 
at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. 24 minutes past the hour, radio, TV, live, streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be. Welcome aboard. Great to have you. We're talking with Annalisa Peshek here for this segment. I got a few more minutes here as we talk about the audits going on in Arizona, along with some of the other states that are doing things. Haven't heard much from those states as well yet. You can find her information at thenewamerican.com and find her article on all this. Lots of information, lots of different breakdowns of all the votes and the numbers and the audits and what's going on right now. And Alisa, let's let's start here. There's a, And by the way, a lot of comments on the social media right now saying decertify, decertify, which has been a call from a lot of individuals. Do you anticipate the uh, the votes in Arizona to be decertified and if you do do you have a, do we have a time frame on this when's it going to happen well they should decertify they should decertify if they find after investigating these votes that these issues in fact happened and they need to find out who made these uh these broke these laws if there were indeed laws that were broken i mean there deserves to be an investigation and once that investigation is completed absolutely they should certify decertify um if we never get to the point where congress calls for a new election let's say that arizona decertified the 11 electoral college votes for joe biden and joe biden falls below that 270 vote that he needs to win, say, Georgia decertified or Pennsylvania decertified, then Congress could essentially call for a new election. Even if we never get to that point, which I don't know if we will, I don't even know what that entails, that we'd have to really look at that closely. Um, But constitutionally, it could happen because the state legislatures hold the power over the U.S. presidential election. So the state legislature in Arizona can resolve to decertify the electoral, those electors and, and, and bring them back, take them back and say, after investigation, we found that these laws were broken and this is, this is a compromised election and we're taking our electors back. They can do that. Now, as far as the timeline, um, well, there needs to be an investigation, several investigations obviously done, and also we need more of the items that we didn't have before, like you were saying before the break. We need the routers examined. We need to look at some of these uh, logs that apparently, and I I don't want to get you kicked off YouTube because if I say a specific <laughs> voting machine system name, you're off. You're I'm done. off. I'm done. That's right. <laughs> But um, we need to look at these logs that apparently were erased. Uh, Somebody or many somebodies went in and made what I guess were like incorrect password entries into the the voting system computer, which 
if you did do that enough, uh, you make enough incorrect entries, it deletes a certain amount of information that was stored previously. Does that make sense? Like yeah. you enter a, an like incorrect a safeguard password. In there. Sure. Something that makes the system um, create new storage of information and you lose the old storage. And this was done multiple times. I I heard like thousands, tens of thousands of times. And all of that data that was essentially lost was data pertaining to the 2020 presidential election. Of course it was. So who did that? When did they do that? Um, we can't find any of that information out until we have access to those routers. And as of as of now, I don't believe that the auditors have those in hand. I think they're expected to get them, but I don't think they've had a chance to look at them yet. So it's that ongoing battle. Wow, what a mess. We've never been in a yeah. position like this before, and it just it questions our legitimacy for elections moving forward as well. Annalisa Peshek, we're out of time. TheNewAmerican.com. Go read her stuff. All the information's on there. Annalisa, it's always great to talk to you. Thank you for what you're doing to stay on top of this. Let's get you back on the show again here real soon. Thank you, Andy. I had a great time. Hey, always great to chat with you. Absolutely. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll shift gears to Michigan, talk with Ryan Kelly, governor's candidate out of the state of Michigan. We'll do that when we come back. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. Radio, TV, live streaming all over the country. Multiple radio stations, plus the podcast as well, which we are killing it. Want to remind you, a little programming note as well. We are coming up to the end of the month, which means it's that time again for the reasonable newsletter. Go to our website, whosyourreason.com, H-O-O-S-E-R, reason.com. Sign up completely free. You don't have to pay anything. We'll send you the first of the month newsletter. That'll come out on Monday next week with our civic holidays of the month we'll talk about some fun festive things for the month we'll have our monthly blog on there talking about issues the latest with the hoosier media network which i am super excited about some great stuff going on with the hoosier media network as well so make sure to sign up uh on the website hoosierreason.com it'll pop up and say do you want to become a hoosier holic you say heck yes i do 
and type in your email right there. Thanks again to Annalisa Penshik coming on the program last half hour, giving us an update on the election audits out of the state of Arizona and Maricopa County. We'll get her back on as more information continues to come out because, you know, journalism and stuff. I know it's a wild concept. I do want to shift gears a little bit, though, and talk about, obviously, with COVID, the healthcare industry. There is a pandemic right now. There's a headline I saw earlier today, according to MSN.com, that a North Carolina hospital system fired roughly 175 workers. 175 workers because they didn't want to get the vaccine. The largest ever mass termination due to a vaccine mandate ever. Is that what we have to look forward to moving forward? As we go through this COVID-19 absurdity on the phone with us, super excited to have him on in our latest in what's trending. What's trending today as he is candidate for governor out of the great state of Michigan. Ooh, can we change Michigan because they've been going through some stuff for sure up there with their current governor Whitmer, uh, but excited to have him on. You can find him online at RyanDKelly.com. Republican candidate for the state of Michigan, Ryan Kelly with us. Ryan, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, sir. Thanks for having me on. Glad to be here. Beautiful day in West Michigan. I, I love it. Now, we're at Michigan. Area. I grew up near the Toledo, Ohio area, so I was right on that cusp of coming up to Michigan there. <laughs> I'm on the other side of the state there, just outside of Grand Rapids. Oh, oh, beautiful area. Okay, very good. Well, first off, I appreciate you coming on the program, and Michigan has been one where you guys have been battling this really really bad obviously i remember uh, really for a while a year ago with the 2020 uh, with the 2020 elections we saw a lot of angry people with uh with governor whitmer with some of the election issues that went on and concerns about election fraud but then we have the covid pandemic where you guys have been really locked down what's the state like right now are you guys getting any better it's a lot better right now because of pe- people aren't listening anymore people are not paying attention Actually, I just made a video I put up on TikTok talking about the answer, and the answer is not sitting around waiting for people like Gretchen Whitmer to tell us we can have our freedoms or what we can do. The answer is people knowing their constitutional rights and not listening to an overreaching authoritarian government. So in a lot of ways, Michigan's better. Plus, Gretchen Whitmer now is in re-election mode. So she's got to play nice and go back to her totalitarian ways after she's, quote, unquote, re-elected. But that's not going to happen in the state of Michigan. People are sick of it. People have had enough, and they're ready for a change. I can only imagine. I mean, hearing the news coming out of Michigan and all the frustration that's been going on, we hear when you think of Michigan, we think it's a deep blue state that, you know, obviously with Detroit and with some of the left wing politics that goes on there. Is that really the case? Is that the overall mindset of Michigan or are are we bringing some common sense back there? You know, I said I live in the Grand Rapids area, but these days I live in my truck pretty much traveling around (laughs) the entire state. So I've met met a lot of people. February 1st earlier this year is when I announced, and I've been on the road so much ever since. And we are a red state all over the place, and that includes a lot of areas in Detroit. It is not a deep blue state. There's just a few pockets of that. Michigan is mostly red. And and I think, you know, everything that's happened over the last 18 months or so, uh, even a lot of people in the middle and and some of those moderate Democrats are waking up to this and we're going to see an even bigger red wave come 2022. That's amazing. We're talking with Ryan Kelly. You can find him online, RyanDKelly.com. I read that headline about the North Carolina hospital firing some of their healthcare workers for the largest ever mass termination due to vaccine mandates. Do you think that's what's on the horizon for us nationally and even there in the state of Michigan? You guys have been very, really clamped down with some of the mandates. And as people are starting to fight back, is there a concern about a shortage of hospital staff uh, in, in Michigan right now because of some of these mandates? 
Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Just a quick little plug there as you put my website in there, Ryan D. Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y.com. Make sure you put that E in there for for the website there so you can find me. Over the weekend, I was up in Mackinac Island at the Republican Leadership Conference, and I was outside of the governor's mansion, and I made a little video there uh, talking about, you know, we'll be my new residence once I'm elected. It was kind of a funny little thing I did. There was a couple that was clapping uh, as I shut the video off over there behind and came over and talked to me. And she was in the healthcare industry. And she said, look, you know, February, or, uh, uh, November 1st, we're going to have uh, 45% of our staff that is not complying walked out the door. And she's like, we're already short staff. We're already having trouble with uh, with staff and we don't have enough be- people to, to man all the beds. And there's a lot of people that have even taken the vaccine that said, Hey, I'm going to walk out in solidarity with you because it's still not right because they know medical freedom must be upheld. That's a big problem, not coming to only the healthcare industry, but to other industries as well. And here's a, here's a story I can share with you. I was meeting with a business owner in Grand Rapids, got about 200 employees. He said to me when we were talking, he said, here's my email to the company. You're not required to get the vaccine. I'm not going to ask you if you've had the vaccine. This is the last time I want to talk about this. We need strong, bold, courageous people doing that right there, right now, and taking a stand against all this overreach, because in the end, the people hold all the power. It's really up to us. Yeah, amen to that. Boy, I'm glad to hear businesses wanting to stand up to that. At the same point, nursing homes, long-term care facilities, I know that we're seeing that mandate and the threats come down from the mobsters in Washington, D.C., threatening to cut off Medicare Medicaid funding for nursing homes that don't get their employees vaccinated as well. Here in Candace, where I'm based out of for our flagship station, we have only like 3% of nursing homes that are actually abiding by the the quota of what Biden wanted for vaccination on nursing homes and long-term care facilities. Is that an issue in Michigan as well? I'm assuming so. Gretchen Whitmer's got a long history with nursing homes because she made the decision last year to send all those COVID-19 positive patients to nursing homes versus the TCF center that she turned into a multi-million dollar pop-up hospital for COVID-19 patients. I think we're going to see some continued things when it comes to nursing homes here in Michigan. I know a lot of them are not complying. There's a lot of people in Michigan that are just not listening to the Biden administration and they're not going to play along. This is really a huge game of chicken that we're in right now. Yeah. How Are you not going to comply? Are you going to comply? What are you going to do if we don't comply? I think Americans need to stand up right now, know our constitutional rights and get to that point and say, or what else? We know that the government doesn't have this kind of authority and we need to stand strong. This is the time for people to be lions right now because we really need a lot of people to stand strong. Oh, man, I love this. I love the firebrand because this is exactly what we need. And this is the mindset of so many people. We'll talk with Ryan Kelly, small business owner, candidate for governor in the state of Michigan. Find him online, ryandkelly.com, K-E-L-L-E-Y, ryandkelly.com. Let's shift gears a little bit. I want to talk about the economy in Michigan for a second because that's I always love talking about that, the labor shortage, the businesses trying to get back on track after COVID-19. How is Michigan faring with that? I know the manufacturing, the auto industry, such a major thing, especially down in the southern portion of Michigan there in that rust belt. Uh, Are things getting back on track and are people in Michigan actually getting back to work? Are we still battling the whole unemployment benefit stuff? It is a struggle and a battle for many business owners across the state of Michigan. As I uh, uh, travel around and talk with so many business owners, uh, they're they're having a tough time. I mean, some of our big industries, uh, the automotive, as you mentioned, agricultural, uh, you know, medical devices, uh, you know, the list goes on of some big industries that we have here. I was meeting with some farmers the other day and speaking with them, and they're like, hey, look, you know, where, where we a few years ago had 
you know, 50 employees. Now we have 18, right? Uh, and I'm hearing that from a lot of companies that they just they can't find the help. And the ones that that apply, I mean, there's not a lot that are really qualified as well. And you know, with the forcing of the minimum wage to go up, it's just it's really put a huge dent and you see signs all over the state look uh hiring right or you know our staff is uh shorthanded so please be patient with us and you know even on the 4th of July when we went and sat at a restaurant 45 min- minutes into it they haven't even started our food yet they're like wow. sorry we're just short staffed we can't do it we're not we're not used to this uh and, and so yes that is still a very big problem up here in the state of Michigan as well as this uh nationwide we have uh we have a big issue with this right now that doesn't look like on the near horizon is going to have some strong solutions unless the government gets out of the way. Yeah, which it doesn't look like it's going to. I mean, we see this three and a half trillion dollar federal budget ramming through right now. Uh, the raising of the debt ceiling at the federal level, it's at least going to get worse. we got about 45 seconds left before we have to let you go. Ryan Kelly, candidate for the state of Michigan. If you get in there, what's the first thing that you'd like to change in the state of Michigan? First thing that I would like to see here in the state of Michigan change is that we have the Department of Health and Human Services get out of the way of the education systems. And I would like to see CRT removed from our schooling systems. I want to see our education system get on board with the American education that our kids need for our future, or they can just get out of our way and we'll find a new solution. That is definitely um, the 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 hope of our future here is our education system. Education advancement is one of the biggest pieces of my entire Michigan First Policy agenda. Get the government out of the way and let us just do our thing. I love it. Find them online, ryandkelly.com. That's K-E-L-L-E-Y. Also find them on the social media and the Tweety at Kelly4Gov as well. Ryan, good luck to you on the campaign trail. We need you in the office to be able to be that firebrand in, in Michigan. We'd love to get you back on the show again soon. Thank you, sir. Hey, appreciate that very much. All right, we'll take a break here. Big stuff. Man, big stuff. Arizona, Michigan, going from one coast to the other here in north, south, south, and north. We're going to make this happen, bringing the catalysm to your local activism. That's what I'm talking about. We'll take a break, wrap up the program here for a post-Monday celebration on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier Holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me, it's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You know, I was thinking over the break that it might be tough for someone like a Ryan Kelly to be a staunch conservative like he is and to be able to run for governor in Michigan. Because Michigan, I, I I still think it's more of a left-wing state, at least the more populous areas that just dominate the entire state. But then I realized that Donald Trump won Michigan in 2016. And they bl- it blew the minds of the left-wing pundits. Donald Trump won the state of Michigan in 2016. Conservatives can win when they promote themselves right, when they talk to the working class, when they talk to the blue-collar workers. And what is he doing? He talked about talking to the auto industry, talking to the farmers and the agriculture industry, which is huge up in Michigan. And if you play the card right and you say, let you live your life, get the government off your back, you have the radical left-wing progressives that are out there that are the minority in the population, even though they try to act like they're the majority and that whatever they say, everybody just goes along with. Then you have the other ones who just say, leave me alone. Leave me alone and let me live my life. And when you promote that concept, when you promote actually raising wages based on you being able to work uh, you know, hard and actually succeeding based on your own as- uh, aspirations, you can do that. You don't have to have the government to do it for you. And that's heartening to me. That's comforting to me. So he does have a chance. And hopefully everybody up in Michigan, we do have some listeners in Michigan through the podcast as well, that you take a serious look at him and you do go and talk to him. You do go to the town halls. You do pay attention to those. And the fact that he jumped in the race in February of this year, that is two years Two years of campaigning for a governor's race. I've told you about the local activism all over the nation. And the purpose of this show is activism and being the catalyst for that activism at the local level. Your school board, your county commission, your state legislature, your city council, your governor's race, all of them extremely important. Coming up on the show in a couple of days, we have the candidate for attorney general out of the state of New York uh, trying to battle the legal issues as well. Attorney generals are going to be our saviors in many states with the continued Biden administration's agenda. So make sure to pay really, really close attention to those attorney general elections in your individual states, because in Arizona, what's going on right now? All the data, all of the info, the hundreds of pages of the audit coming out of Maricopa County, not going to the secretary of state, going to the attorney general to do further investigation and then to indict individuals to look into further investigations in certain parts or to come after certain individuals based on the legal ramifications of what could potentially be happening in Maricopa. 
Again, I don't know one way or the other. It sounds fishy to me. It really sounds fishy. And I did read that story of some of the voting machines having their data completely erased with close to forty to 50,000 fake attempts of random passwords being injected into it to delete those memory databases out of those election machines. That's a little weird. That's a little funky. So the little radar of things just not adding up, whether it does actually change the election or not, I don't know. Could we ever prove it? I don't know. And I'm not saying it did or didn't. I'm saying it sounds fishy and we need to look into it. And it seems more suspicious when the media doesn't like to talk about it and just completely dismiss it. And when data just miraculously gets deleted based on irregularities, which I find very odd as well. So we need to look into that. But the attorney generals in these states are what's going to make this happen. They're the ones that can challenge the federal government on the legal side and take things to court. They're the ones that can actually hold up certain election laws in states. They can counter certain election laws from the federal government with H.R. 4. God forbid that ever pass. They can do it. Your local attorney generals in your states, the state legislatures, we have three quarters of the legislatures that are Republican across the nation. We can make the difference. The catalyst for change starts right here by understanding your local advocacy actually does matter, and you can block and ignore what the federal government's doing. And when enough people do that... They're powerless, absolutely powerless. Uh, as you see, businesses saying, you know what, we're not going to enforce this. Hospitals saying, no, we're not going to enforce this weird vaccine mandate stuff. North Carolina firing 175 workers in the largest ever mass termination due to vaccine mandates. When has this ever happened? Never, ever. At the same time, hospitals, here's the other headline from the Associated Press. Hospitals fear staffing shortages as vaccine deadlines loom. Oh, mon Dieu, we're firing people because they're not abiding by the vaccine mandates. And then we have a shortage. We can't hire more people. We're running short. Oh, I guess services like the restaurant industry, like the bar industry, like the uh, distribution industry, try and get you know truck drivers to actually get back out there and transport everything. Restaurants running out of food. Bars running out of, out of alcohol. Running out of the raw materials, the glass bottles, the cans. All of it being shorted because we don't have enough people on the roads doing it. There's a shortage everywhere. Now you're going to have one with your oath health industry. You're sick. You can't get care. Why? Because they fired all their doctors and nurses because they didn't get the COVID-19 vaccine. But it's our fault for not getting it. If you would just step in line, if you would just go along with what we tell you to, the world would just be a better place. If you would just do everything we tell you to when we ask you to do more, when you try to put more pressure on to you, just go along with it. Shut up. Stop trying to be an independent individual and just do what we tell you to. Interesting. Lots more coming up. Podcasts up in a little bit. Back at it tomorrow. Until then, be your own voice of reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.